Welcome to the Mouse Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We're your hosts, Lori. Hi. And Juliana. Hey. Jen is traveling, of course. Um, so you've got the two of us. And we three spend a lot of time talking about all things Walt Disney World. But this week, Lori and I wanted to shift focus a little bit to the OG, the park that started it all, Disneyland in Anaheim, California. So Lori and I are going to chat about some favorite moments from our recent visits out west and give you some tips on how you can best enjoy your day at Disneyland. But first, the Mouska cocktail. All right, we are both huge fans of Lamplight Lounge on Pixar Pier at California's Adventure Park. Um, it's a really popular spot with great views of the park and the World of Color show. Um, if you have are lucky enough to grab a spot like that, which I'm sure we're going to hear more about. Um, but Lamplight has a great selections for beers for Juliana there. Um, <laughs> they do actually have a good cocktail selection. So we have one here. Fair warning. I, I have been to Lamplight Lounge, but I don't remember what cocktail I had. It, it, it was a while ago. And honestly, I think I was just a mom in the situation with young kids that I was like, and I'm sitting down and everything right. else. So, um, so we picked the teaser, which is a Green Bar City Bright Gin, Green Bar Hibiscus Liqueur, fresh lime juice and agave nectar topped with a tonic water. Um, I'm not a huge fan of gin, but this one actually sounds, I, I, I could order this. It sounds super refreshing. Yeah. So, you know, I was just at Lamplight a few weeks ago and I ordered a beer because their beer selection, like you said, is huge, but I was incredibly tempted by all the cocktails on the menu. There are a few and a lot of them look really good, but this one in particular stood out to me for a hot day, like yeah. super refreshing. So next time. Yes. I'm next time I'm going to have to order this. I want to say I ordered a wine. When I get just done with everything, I just, I can't even look at a menu for cocktails. I'm just like wine. Give me wine. Just give me wine. Well, luckily they serve, they serve these kinds of things at California Adventure. So yes, there you go. Thank you. All right. So let's get into it. Yes. So you were at Disneyland a couple of years ago before COVID. Yes, we were there before COVID for Logan's first birthday. So he's four now. So it was like 2019. We went in the summer in like June. Um, and that was actually my first time at Disneyland. Um, I had been, I want to say, in the fall of 2018. And then again, just recently, and I will say that um, it has become more and more popular with East Coasters and Midwesterners. I feel like this last year, I've seen more and more people heading over to Disneyland than than just uh, people who live closer to it. So which is really cool because it is still very much a locals park. Yes. Um, so but it's interesting to see a lot of people going in there. So 
we love to talk about our trips and what we did and stuff, but rather than just go through all the details of <laughs> what I consider an absolutely fabulous day that I had, um, I want to give, I think we can give some tips on yeah. how to enjoy your days at Disneyland. So um, I think the number one tip is to stay at one of the Disneyland hotels. Uh, there are three of them. There's uh, Paradise Pier, and then the mid-range one, I would say, is Disneyland Hotel and then the Grand Californian Hotel. Um, I think you want to stay for a couple of days at least. Three, I think, is ideal. Two is fine, um, knowing that you'll want to go back. Yeah. Um, but all of these hotels just make it so crazy convenient. Like, everything is really compact out there. Um, and there are a lot of hotels, non-Disney hotels around the area. And a good travel agent will help you weed through them all. And a lot of them are just fine. Um, but I just think for the best experience, you really want to be in one of the Disneyland hotels for proximity, for theming, and frankly, for the absolute best experience, in my opinion, in terms of convenience. The Grand Californian was just like, I felt like Disneyland was in my backyard. Yeah, it there's a ton of offsite ones. When we say offsite, these are not ones by Disneyland. Um, you know, Disneyland itself is for people that haven't been, it's literally in the middle of the city of Anaheim. Um, you know, it's in the middle of everything. And you have all of these hotels that surround it, the Marriott's, the Hilton's, the everything else, but they're offsite. I just it's to me, you're, you're in a Disney bubble. And I feel like that's why Walt Disney world is so popular is that you're in a Disney bubble there and you don't come off. You stay at the resorts, you stay at the parks, Disneyland. When you stay at these three on sites, you're in the Disney bubble. But the second mm -hmm. you go to these off sites, you're off the bubble. And yeah, I and, and personally and like going off the bubble. No offense to anyone in California, but Anaheim's not pretty. No, it's no. not pretty. It's but not and, but like I said, there's so many really good options that are within walking distance. You definitely need help weeding through those. And we are yes. here for you. Um, but it, particularly my stay at the Grand Californian, it reminds me a lot of Wilderness Lodge. Um, yes. It's sort of that, you know, with that craftsman style um, and the big atrium when you walk in, even a little bit like Alani. But, but for me, the thing about this hotel that is is the, the reason to book it is that it has its own private security and entrance into Disney's California Adventure Park, which is fabulous, especially when you get in a half an hour early before everybody else for staying on site. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, people don't realize they think, oh, well, it's just Disney California Adventure Park. And now that I have to have park reservations to get into a park and can't hop until two o'clock or one o'clock or two o'clock, one o'clock out there. Right. And now that I can't hop until one o'clock, you know, people don't want to spend all their mornings in California adventure. Well, you also have a direct uh, private security entrance into downtown Disney and security is yeah. the issue. So once you get into downtown Disney, you can very easily just walk right to the entrance of Disneyland Park and then get in with your early access. So great, it, great California is beautiful. It's, you know, when we say we stayed at Disneyland Hotel, I'm a sucker for the, um, nostalgia of everything and i wanted to stay at the classic disneyland hotel or yeah disneyland hotel the the hotel that walt and his wife had you know hands in designing and everything yeah i love disneyland hotel um grand californian is definitely a luxurious 
type of resort. Um, comparing it to wilderness, exactly. It, it's a luxurious, it's a more luxurious wilderness resort. Um, I, I when, will say I like Wilderness Lodge better. Oh. I do. I, I wasn't like... I wasn't blown away by the Grand Californian, except for the convenience factor. The convenience okay. factor was was out of this world. And I will say at the pool, they have like those three inch thick cushions, like your grandma used to have, oh. you know, <laughs> like on the wrought iron loungers, which I've never seen at any Disney World park. They're usually nope. like max one inch thick. So that was pretty cool. And they have beautiful cabanas all around the pools. But to be honest with you, I think next time... I'll, I'll try to stay at Disneyland hotel. Cause I want to check out the nostalgia factor of that one. But yeah, anyway, and the hotels are gorgeous. And we should mention too, paradise pier. Um, you know, although it's considered their lower level hotel, it's not, it's not even a value in terms of if comparing it to Walt Disney world. Right. Um, you know, they don't really have values there. So paradise is much higher and paradise is about to go through renovations to be, have it become Pixar themed. Um, which will be huge. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So Paradise Pier current theming is kind of beachy with a little Mickey Mouse, Goofy thrown in there. Um, but I, it was kind of more like 90s cartoon type of theming. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that they are re-theming this with all of Pixar. And why not? You are, you know, you have a huge Pixar pier and everything else at Cal Grand You Air. can see that hotel from Pixar Pier. Yeah. It just sort of blends into the scenery. So that's really cool. I'm looking forward to that too. Yes. I'm just going to like, I'm going to spoiler alert. Like I really love Disneyland. Like I, I love both Disney world and Disneyland for different things. Um, my poor husband, just like Disney world, he thought this was going to be a one and done and all it did <laughs> was just wet my appetite. All right. So the number two, uh, biggest tip for enjoying your day or days or vacation at Disneyland in California is twofold. Get the park hopper tickets just yeah. do it. Don't ask questions. <laughs> you can ask questions. And Genie Plus, you have to do this. Um, so Genie Plus, unlike at Disney World, Genie Plus has been wildly successful at Disneyland. It's working very well for people. They have a, a pretty good selection of attractions, particularly at Disneyland Park. Fewer at Disney California Adventure, but that park has less attractions to begin with. Um, and it's working great. And I'll tell you all about my experience with it. Um, and then park hoppers, like it's just so easy to go back and forth between parks. Um, and you're going to want to, especially with Genie Plus, because yeah. you can plan for a different park as long as, you know, it's after one o'clock and and um, you haven't ridden it before and whatever rules apply. You have to have park hoppers. Um I think it's the biggest regret I hear from people when they don't listen to me and, and don't get the park hoppers and figure they'll do one day at each park. Um, they tend to not enjoy that option. So I was going to say that it's the people coming from the East coast, the people that are used to Walt Disney world, they're like, well, I do it all the time without park hoppers. I don't need to do it. This is different. And this is, you know, I, this is, I, I don't, I let people plan what they want. They can choose whatever parts of their vacation they want. This is the one that I actually push strong for Disneyland because absolutely the parks are so close to each other. You've already cleared security. You're literally just yes. scanning a ticket to go between right. the two parks. The distance is like it's like walking in Magic Kingdom from Adventureland to Tomorrowland. Correct. That's how far. Like they are not that far apart. So. No. It is, um, it's super close. And I think Genie Plus is, you know, people have asked, oh, you know, do they use it out there? I know people in Walt Disney World are frustrated. 
Genie Plus is essentially almost the same system that they were using before. Right. So before it was called Max Pass, and this was essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is how they had to do it, and this is how the Max Pass worked. Right. So for them, there wasn't much of a difference. There was the the price stayed the same, right. and they were already paying for it, and now it just got a little bit more technological savvy. Right. So it it worked. Happy. It worked great. Having used Genie Plus at both parks, um, it it was it was pretty great at at Disneyland. There are some differences at Disneyland. You can't nobody on site or off site. You cannot make reservations until you're in the park. Um, but again, on site guests get get um, into the park a half an hour earlier. So if I remember correctly, and I would love for listeners to correct me, once you're in the park, you can book those uh, individual Lightning Lane selections for throughout the day. Um, I'm not sure about the lightning lane selections, if those don't start showing up until official park opening or not. I don't remember because when you get there so early, when you when you do take advantage of the 30 minutes, you don't really need to. So I'm going to segue then into tip number three, which is go during the week, because I did notice a hugely significant difference between even a Friday and a Saturday. It was exponential. So on a Friday, we got in at, I don't remember if it opened at eight, we got in at seven 30 or whatever. And we weren't even early. Like we got it. I was annoyed with my family because we were all exhausted and jet lagged. Um, and we didn't make it early enough, but it wasn't super crowded. And, and, you know, I would pull up lightning lane and if times were super early, I just didn't bother because why wait when I can, we ended up riding web slingers on standby, waiting only 20 minutes and things like that. So Stay on site, get Genie Plus, get Park Harpers, go during the week because it won't be as crowded. You'll get into the parks a half an hour early. You'll be able to get some major things out of the way on standby because Web Slingers is an individual lightning lane, which means we would have paid $17 per person to ride in. We didn't have to do that. So all of these tips sort of help you avoid crowds and help you sort of take advantage of some of the perks that are available to you. Yeah, well, like you said, this this is still a very much local park. You have a ton of Californians that this is where they go, right. and on the on the weekends, this the, it, there is a. I, I feel like Walt Disney World, there's not really a huge difference. Maybe food and wine in Epcot on the mm-hmm. weekends, locals will come to come eat. But for the most part, there's not a huge difference. Where at Disneyland, there's a massive difference between the weekday and the weekend. Just huge. Um, and you know, having to go during those weekdays is very, very pleasant. It was, it was absolutely lovely. And so if you're making a vacation of it, you know, certainly if you're taking time off, if you're doing a longer California vacation and you want to do a couple of days at Disneyland, which is what I'm finding a lot of people do, um, I would, I would do the Disneyland parts um, during the week, um, any day. Yes. And now, a word from our sponsors. Mouse Moms are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. So, so what we did, so I have to say, like, I went into this, um, it was at the end of a really long vacation, so again, like, tagged it onto another vacation. So I didn't go into it with a huge plan. And um, 
it worked out really well. So like I said, we were late getting into California Adventure, but we were able to take advantage of, of all of that time to ride some great rides. It was the craziest day. Did I ever tell you all about no. it? It was so amazing. I have to, I have to say this. I have to tell you guys, it was awesome. So let me see. I wrote it all down. <laughs> it was just like one thing after another that was just so magical. And even my daughter, my, my older one, my 14-year-old people, the ones that are pulling away, she goes, Mom, this was like the best Disney vacation ever because there was like no fighting and everyone was relaxed. And it's true. It's really Aww. true. So we got in there and we, like I said, didn't have a huge plan. I wasn't really, um, you know, I, I know the basics of how to use Genie and things like that. And I knew what I wanted to ride. So like I said, we were, we decided to wait a brief time for web slingers to save almost $80 for the yep. four of us. So that was great. Um, and then we used Genie Plus to ride Soren, And then we stopped for the Spider-Man show, which you have to do, which is really awesome. And then we went to Pim's for breakfast because <laughs> it was only like <laughs> 8.30, 9 o'clock. And while we were sitting at Pim's, there was an Avengers show going on like right behind us with Black Widow and Black Panther. It was really amazing. And we did some shopping and, and um, two of us rode uh mission breakout. Cause you know, I'm not putting my hiney on that ride. <laughs> and then the, again, like I was talking about the convenience of, um, so this was all in California adventure, right? We checked out mm -hmm. the Avengers campus first, knowing that that was going to be a popular spot. Yeah. Um, and then I think someone nature called for someone. So being staying at the grand Californian, we just went back to the hotel room, you know, like re put on sunscreen. I don't even know what we did. And then went back and we rode the Incredicoaster twice in a row with a 10 oh, minute awesome. standby. It's crazy. <laughs> and so, and this was super special for my family because my little one thinks she doesn't like roller coasters. So we finally got her to understand. Like I have told her a million times when you go upside down, you really don't feel it. It's not like a drop. And then she gets off the roller coaster and she's like, you know, mom, when you go upside down, you really don't feel it. And I was like, Oh, really? really? Where? Oh, no kidding. Anyway, so I don't want to like bore you with all the details of my day, but then we, you know, so the next most important land to me, I absolutely love Cars Land. Yes. Absolutely love it. We ate lunch at Flo's. I got oh. churro at the Cozy Cone. I went back later for ice cream. Cars Land at night is spectacular. Yeah. Um, absolutely love it. And then we kind of felt like we were sort of done with all the major stuff we wanted to do at California Adventure. So we went over to Disneyland Park and this was when we decided to knock out all the things like all the classic stuff that they don't have at Disney World, like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and and um, and the storybook canal boats. And of course, we had to try their small world. And my kids, they're not much for nostalgia. They're like. This is the boring part of the day. I was like, oh, shut up, we're doing it. My husband's like, okay. And they were all like teasing me so bad. But anyway. Indiana? What's that? We do Indiana? We the next day. So okay. the next day we had reservations for Disneyland Park. So we okay. figured that would be when we would do, like we'd get there early in the morning and knock out the headliners there. So this is why we spent the afternoon just sort of doing things that I wanted to see and try, but that no one cared that much about. Yep. Um. And then that was when, um, and then, and then we did that for a little bit. And earlier that day, I was able to snag a dinner reservation at eight o'clock for Lamplight Lounge. That's awesome. So 
And I didn't know how lucky that was. I just grabbed it. And then we go there and I'm watching Worlds of Color from my dinner seat. <laughs> Which is amazing. Which was amazing. And then everybody files out, right? And the parks empty out because there's a whole bunch of nighttime shows. And I want to talk about that in a minute too. That everybody files out and um, we walked over to Disneyland because it closes later. So this is why you do park hoppers because we yes. went back and forth. You can see three times in one day. And we went over to Galaxy's Edge. And there was nobody there because they were guests watching fireworks shows. So there's a bonus tip, like go, go, you know, into places that are usually crowded or ride rides when the fireworks shows and stuff are going on late at night. We got into Ogas and then we rode Smuggler's Run Without a Wait. Oh, it was fantastic. It was such a great day. And then we went back and collapsed. As I say, yeah. that sounds like the perfect Disneyland day. It was so perfect. So the next day was more crowded, but our plan of attack was to like hit Disneyland and do the headliners there, which we did. And that worked out great. And then I had all these other plans that I had to be flexible about because we were just spent. <laughs> it was really great. It was really great. So I had another, I had more tips, but I just lost my sheet. Well, you, so you mentioned, kind of mentioned tip number four, which was to keep checking the app for dining reservations um, because you were able to score those last minute dining reservations. That's right. Um, and that's a huge tip because Disneyland's, again, uh, restaurant reservations are not like Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World can be very tough to get. Disneyland's not as tough. Um, it's not quite as intense and crazy. And I do, it's a huge tip to just keep checking the app, even if you think things are gone, to see if it'll refresh. Absolutely. Um, so Lamplight Lounge in particular and Blue Bayou, by the way, happen to be the two at Disneyland that are difficult to get. Um, but somehow, some way they opened up for me the day before. I guess a lot like Disneyland, like Disney World does. Yeah. So that's how I was able so to. What, I have to know, how did you feel about Blue Bayou? The food was not good. What about the inside? It was okay. It was cool. It was neat. Um, so this is, I hate when I do this, but the one in Paris is not called Blue Bayou, but the one that is attached. So Blue Bayou in Disneyland is Bayou themed, but it's also attached to Pirates of the Caribbean, which Weird. doesn't 100% jive, but it's in, is it in New Orleans Square, I guess, yeah. right? And so that's, they're just making it work. Um, the one in Paris is actually, I can't remember what it's called, but it's actually Pirates of the Caribbean themed. And so it's a little, but it's the same idea where you can see across the beach and people going by. It was neat. I like the other one better. Um, I, I didn't love the food. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't all like knock it out of the park good, but it was nice to get out of the heat. So this was another one where I scored it the night before or that morning or something. And we just were like, we're going to want to sit down at two o'clock. So, so I grabbed it. And even that day, I think I got it the night before. And then even that day, cause my husband has decided he likes to be able to sit down and eat a meal. Okay, fine. Um, even that day I was kind of like, cause again, having to have a flexible plan and with the parks being so close going back and forth by the time two o'clock rolled around, we were done with Disneyland. Like we yeah. thought that we would stay there longer until you could hop and have lunch and go over. But we ended up going back and forth even more the second day. But it worked out great. So we got to do Indiana Jones, which was awesome. And all the other big stuff. Space Mountain, we had so much fun. I think we did that first. Yeah. Um, big Thunder, all the good stuff. Splash. 
we, we did it all. Um, but I think overall we found that we like California adventure a little bit more. It's, um, theming, it's theming is a little better. Um, but yeah, I, it, I, Disneyland to me is it's, it's just like magic kingdom, Disneyland park, um, where California adventure is kind of a cross between Epcot and Hollywood studios. You have the theme mm -hmm. areas and then you have the food and wine in there. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the best of both worlds. It's but really small. There's not yeah. a ton of attractions over there. Yeah. Um, and so it's, again, <laughs> keep pushing the park hoppers. It's nice to be able to go back yeah. and forth. But overall, we just really liked spending time over there, which I, I wasn't sure I fully expected. But um, I don't know. I really liked it. All right. Uh, that's so also the park that serves alcohol. <laughs> I was just going to say, it does have to do with the fact Disneyland Park is is dry. It's a dry park, just like Magic Kingdom. Um, I think now you can find wine and beer in like two or three of the restaurants. Just uh, like at Blue Bayou. Yeah. But but you know what made me angry at Blue Bayou is they have beer and wine. They make those mint juleps, but they don't put liquor in the mint juleps. Same. So angry. I wanted a mint julep so badly. And I was like, wait, it's not, what? it's not a mint no. julep. That's I'm just like, a mint it, lemonade. I'm like, That's a lemonade. And it's not a mint julep. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I agree. I was like, I don't get this. That's so that funny. Was, that was like one of six issues I had with Blue Bayou. But um, I did have a really nice glass of wine there. I so. had wine there. I just like you, I was like, oh, the mint julep. I need to get the mint julep. And then they're like, yeah, it has no alcohol. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even like bourbon i don't i don't care like it just i'm not gonna i i don't know i'm not one to sit down to drink you know if i'm gonna have a something without alcohol in it i'll drink water or i'll drink a right. diet coke like i'm not right. gonna sit down and have this like cool drink and then be like and nothing <laughs> so, you know like i didn't order it so my kids ordered it i'm like you take the mint julep i'll just take a sip right it just, That's you know, really it amazing. wasn't, yes. All right. So yes, Disneyland is dry. Yeah. Um. So the number five tip, I think that I sort of touched on this and it actually leads into our Mouska tip, but the number five tip is stop and watch the shows. Um, and I, there's tons of, I mentioned the Avengers show and the Black Widow show. There's tons of these little shows, especially in the Avengers campus, but all throughout you'll find characters in different places you can stop. Um, definitely take the time. My favorite is in California Adventure. When you first walk in towards the afternoon, they will Mickey Mouse comes out with the newsboys and they will do newsies. <gasps> um, it was I, I, I like mapped it out. That was the only thing that I was so rigid about with our trip for Disneyland. And it was supposed to, to be for his birthday. But I was like, no, I need to go see newsies and i need to see this performed it oh. was amazing um oh. it is my favorite one you can they used to show the times for it um but it's right when you walk into california adventure in that like hollywood kind of square area mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but yeah if you're a fan of newsies one we're friends but two <laughs> i am gonna have to check that out i did i loved the spider-man show it was That's, a stunt show i want to like, see that it's a stunt show right in front of your eyes. Like you're standing there on the street. It's really cool. You could check out our uh, Facebook page. I had, I went live with it. Um, so you'd have to scroll back to August 11th or 12th or something. Um, but the evening shows, and this is going to bleed into the, this is where we're going to bleed into the Mouska tip because they're, 
right now they're offering evening shows um, a lot. So Disney California Adventure closes before Disneyland, right? So I think it's like nine and 10 or whatever, however it works. So at, um, at California Adventure, there's just the World of Color show. And when mm -hmm. I was there, it was at nine o'clock, park closed at 10, I think it was. And then, but then over at um, Disneyland Park, they have the Main Street Electrical Parade, the big 50th anniversary one at both 8.45 and 10.45. And they have Fantasmic at 9 and 10.30. And they have Disneyland Forever, the Castle Projection Fireworks show at 9.30. So you cannot see them all. No. You need to come up with a plan for how to see them. Um whether this is a two night situation for you, a three night situation, you've got to figure out how you're going to do it. If it's important to you. Um, for me, well, it was incredibly important to see Fantasmic. Disneyland's about to change too. So by the time this airs, um, oh, no. uh, the main street electric parade and Disneyland forever are good done. So as for good. Yeah. As of Cause it's Disneyland for now. For now. So that's and so good actually, because, there's so, there's just so, there's just too much. It was just too much. I couldn't do it all. Yes. That's right. Now you're ringing. That's right. Because I was like, Andy, we have to see this. It's going away. It's going away. Anytime, I'll give you a hint. Anytime Disney puts forever, <laughs> I don't. It's for now. It's for now. It's not for forever. It's not staying. I know. I'm so embarrassed that I forgot that because now I think we have to change the mouse tip. I got it. <laughs> because what happened to us was I was like that's right because I was like I want to see forever and I want to see the electrical parade because they're going away so I need to see them before they go away but then at the end of that second day we were going to go back to Disneyland and I was like I can't because it was Saturday and it was crowded and we were at California Adventure and our hotel entrance was right there and I was just like I cannot I can't face the crowds right now so I went back to bed and I didn't even see Fantasmic, but that's okay. Cause Fantasmic Never. isn't going anywhere, no. but I did miss the two. I really needed to see Fantasmic, had adjusted it so that I could just see the electrical parade and forever because those were going away. And then um, just got pooped out and too tired. But another like big plus for staying at California Adventure, it didn't stop my husband and my youngest. They didn't go to the show, but they went back to Disneyland to get Sabak cards that we forgot to get at Galaxy's Edge. Ah. And then on their way back, they rode another ride at California Adventure. <laughs> so. so I was trying to look here to see, but I don't I don't know if they have announced what is replacing uh, the fireworks. So as we said, September 1st, um, Main Street Electric Parade is going away. Uh, Disneyland Forever, because it's never forever, um, is going away. <laughs> never forever. <laughs> never forever. Um, they still will have, so that's Fantasmic was not all the way back. So I think they kind of did a filler until that was coming back. Um, my dog's going to start to cookie. But I, I'm sure, I know there's going to be another uh, fireworks show on me. There's going to be some sort of, they also, they have a ton going on there too. So they have this like little light show by It's a Small World 2 going on. Mm -hmm. Then you have Fantasmic going on at Disneyland Park. Then you have these two things going on. So they will replace, there will be some sort of fireworks. Um, the electric parade makes me sad. Maybe it's going to Disney World. Maybe they can just show the little snail getting on a truck and heading to Florida. 
That would be great. <laughs> Maybe you never know. You never know. That so, would be great. Yeah. So yeah. So like I said, like I had a plan, it changed and that was okay. It is okay. All right. So we're going to do a mouse tip and I'm going to make one up right now. It's going to be great. Right. Um, so we are going to do the, you know what, we'll go with this is you can have a plan at Disneyland, but then you also have to play it by ear. That's just um, it. Yeah. Like you said, Disneyland, the two parks being so close to each other, we're not even going to mention the hopper because you should already have that by now. Um, <laughs> you know, they're so close to each other that, you know, if you're not feeling in one park, walk to the other park. And if you have a plan, but you're enjoying yourself at Disneyland park, then stay there, have fun, enjoy it. Um, Absolutely. You know, enjoy where you guys are at and what you're doing. And there can be lots of stuff that you need to get to. But I really, Disneyland holds such a nostalgic factor. And I think a family factor that, you know, just to kind of enjoy, you know, what the park was there for to spend time with your family. So we'll go with that as your mouse tip. I love it. That's actually exactly what I was thinking. Like I said, we had all these plans and we kept shifting them. And there's just something about Disneyland. It must be the size of it that just makes changing things up on the fly so much easier and less stressful. Even my kids noticed it was so stress-free and easy. And I loved it. We had the best time. So there it is. Everything or almost everything that you need to know about having a great vacation at Disneyland in Anaheim. I'm sure that there's a lot more to know. Um, and I will for sure, and I'm sure Lori and Jen for sure, will be heading back over there to put more tips into practice so we can share them with you. And if you have any recommendations for us for Disneyland, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And we welcome you to join our community conversations on Facebook at Mouse Moms Podcast to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an update. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye. To all our company, here I see. See you real soon. Why? Why? Because we like you. Hey.